has Scrooge McDuck done more to contribute to infrastructure than the Democratic Party? I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello, and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how I was totally 100% wrong to dunk on 2020's Birds of Prey, and should have instead spent all that time dunking on Superman vs. Batman Dawn of Justice, because that (laughs) is a very, very bad movie, and Birds of Prey at least tells a story and does so in like half the time. I just finished Dawn of Justice this morning. Now, let me say, (laughs) I tried to finish Dawn of Justice three other times and couldn't do it, but I just finished it this morning, and you could trim the first hour 45 off of that movie (laughs) and lose absolutely nothing. No. Matt and I, dear listeners, Matt and I, as a joke, were like, sat down, we're like, let's watch Superman versus Batman Dawn of Justice, and we got half of the way through, and we're like, Dude, has anything happened yet? <laughs> I was like, nah, I'd rather just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing that's come from the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, 2021 Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, is a that James Gunn film. A James Gunn original. <laughs> a James Gunn joint. Um, is that it has forced Andrew to go back and revisit all the other DC <laughs> yep. movies yep. with mixed results. Yeah. Um, Birds of Prey, really fun. Yeah. Definitely recommend. It's a good if you, movie. Yeah. It took um Suicide Squad 2016, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, and Justice League for um, Warner Brothers to to figure out how to tell a story in a cohesive way. Yeah. Um, I also like that we let Andrew give Superman top billing in that movie three times without correcting him. Is it Batman Batman vs. Superman? Who cares, Kyle? I know. It absolutely does not matter. No. If well if we're if we're nitpicking between Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad, I feel like we title accuracy should somewhat matter. That distinction is important. The (laughs) distinction between Superman versus Batman and Batman versus Superman is Purely semantics. No matter whose name you put on the turd first, it's still going to be a turd. It will matter in five years when Superman Superman versus versus Batman. Batman. (laughs) Justice of Dawn comes out. Yes. That movie very well may may have been a Lois Lane movie, and it wouldn't have changed anything. (laughs) Yeah. Amy Adams was one of the few bright spots in all three and a half hours. Well, until they used her, her only point in the third act plot was to almost drown. Yeah. So the Superman stopped beating the tar out of Doomsday. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, wait, the spear that can kill me. Thanks. Andrew (laughs) and Matt, what were what was your legitimate reaction to the um, the Martha like twist reveal, whatever you want to plot device? Let me be clear. I finished the movie. I rolled credits on the movie. I was working while I was watching the movie. <laughs> and I got a lot of work done in that hour and a half. So, oh, man. I don't, you know, that reveal comes two and a half hours into <laughs> yeah. a three hour swamp hike. And 
Not good. By by minute forty five, I had quit caring about anything, so they weren't gonna. <laughs> oh, our moms have the same name. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing so there for stupid. me. Well, everybody, August is over. At least when this is when this episode comes out, and it's time for those last few hot weeks of September before we find ourselves in the ass end of the calendar year yet again. Kids are going back to school which means all the dinks out there are getting ready to burn their last sweet, sweet week of PTO (laughs) on an off-season summer vacation that they can get for cheap. As such, the entertainment division of DT Exclamation Point HQ Inc. has partnered with an esteemed tourism company to drive awareness to one of the newest, hottest tourist destinations of 2021. Hey, wait, I have a quick question. Did we incorporate? I missed when we incorporated. Did I sign something? (laughs) Yeah, didn't you? Weren't you at that meeting? I guess not. Oh, you were watching Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Superman versus Batman Dawn of Justice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want anyone to name a single esteemed tourism company right now. They they don't exist. Thank you for proving my point. Is it is one Travelocity? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, the uh the what did we say? The esteemed tourism company blew their budgets on all their marketing, and they don't yet know what that spot is. So that's where we're coming in. Uh, the company went nuts over how DC's Corto Maltese Island was depicted in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, colon, a James Gunn film. And so they want more ideas of destination spots that are ripped straight from the comics. That we can unleash a giant kaiju upon. <laughs> <laughs> So, I've called in three of the world's most respected comic book travel agents to help us find our next great travel spot. Also, the only three comic book travel agents. <laughs> it's a niche market that yeah. we work in. Listeners, please welcome Kyle, the guy who stands up in the walkway before the plane doors open, Harper, Matt, the guy who thinks he's royalty because he prestiged his American Airlines status to triple diamond platinum coal, and Todd. The guy who brought his roller bag onto the plane despite the crew saying that all the overhead bins were full and now everyone has to get out of his way as he awkwardly tries to walk back around people to the front of the plane, Thomas. I like Kyle the least. Uh, <laughs> really? I think I don't know. Todd I think is Todd, definitely the worst. I, I hate me the most. Um, and Matt's a close second, I think. In this game and out of this game. I think it's it's Kyle, Todd, me, if, if that's what we're doing here. Can we all just agree that the worst type of people you've ever experienced are on the plane with you, including 100%. you. Yes. Um, no one is their best on an airplane. Absolutely. I would not. argue everyone is their worst on an airplane. Everyone's their worst on their on an airplane. I've got to say, I, as a as a tall person, I have been mm. my my namesake before. As a as a six foot mm-hmm. man on a Spirit Airlines, um, I have stood up the moment those seatbelt lights turned off because I've been in physical pain but caused by my seat so i i have no i have a sympathy for that person when the plane touches down and the seatbelt light comes off you if you have a clear spot in the aisle you have less than two seconds yes to get up grab your bag and move before i think that you've taken 10 minutes yeah because as another over six foot guy on this (laughs) podcast i have not been able to be kyle's namesake because of (laughs) other people being kyle's namesake and that makes it the worst it's like merging onto the highway in, in a traffic jam. You just have to zipper. But if yeah. one person does it out of turn, it fucks up the whole thing. It ruins the and whole that's system. Why, and that's yeah. why it's a mess. If everybody just did it in order, it would be fine. But that is an impossible task for humanity. Yes. Speaking of impossible tasks, each of you... 
Each of you are experts in your individual field of comic book related travel and tourism. Just go with it. So tell me what made up location from a comic is the next great destination vacation spot. Tell me what kind of place this is in its own world and then how you're going to refit it to be a tourist spot. And we will start with Kyle. Well, Andrew, there are there are two types of vacation destinations. You have your your typical like resort, relaxing, you know, everything is catered to you vacation where where you go to relax, you you spend a week there, you don't think of the real world and you come back and your vacation's over. And then there are vacations you go on to do something. And that is the type of vacation we want to pitch you today for people who live their lives like a hurricane. So is that a the, scorpions the, reference? The <laughs> place scorpions it, thing? The destination we are sending these people to, Andrew, has race cars, lasers, airplanes. Uh, you might solve a mystery on this vacation. Wow. You could even rewrite history, Andrew, um, because our vacation destination that we are bringing to you today is none other than Duckburg. Uh, the fictional city that appears in various Disney comic books and animated projects. It's home to such characters as Donald Duck, Scrooge McDuck, um, his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and a whole cast of other amazing characters. I have an honest question that I don't have an answer to. I know Donald Duck has a comic. Is, do, does DuckTales, was DuckTales a comic first? DuckTales is spun off of the comic um okay. the comic is like donald duck's comic and then okay. occasionally scrooge and the nephews had like side stories and then they became popular got it um they were a good like early 90s spunky group of kids to make yeah. a show out of and then it became its own thing and now it's its own thing so got it we're going to duckburg i love that i think darkwing duck also has a comic book, but I don't know if that came before or after the show. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either, but I'm going to look it up. Hey, so I know I'm supposed to dump on Kyle's thing, but um, DuckTales theme song really slaps. And as you were reading it there, it yeah. still got stuck in my head. So it's great. I mean, points to you, dude. <laughs> I love DuckTales. I love DuckBerry. I love the theme song. Everything's hitting. Everything's 10 out of 10 so far. Everything's coming up. Duck Firing house. on all cylinders, baby. Um, Darkwing Duck was originally th thought of by fans as a spinoff in the late 80s. Hmm. And then someone ran with that idea and made a show. And that's all I'm seeing. If there <gasps> have been co oh, comic books released as promotional material for the show. So okay, right, yeah. it, right ahead okay. of the start of the show, it was promotional It counts. Material. It counts. it counts. It certainly counts. It's an adaptation. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, Duckburg and and Ducktales and all that, it's, it's Disney, right? And it's Disney. Yep. Disney owns Marvel, mm. so technically, Duckburg is a, a Marvel world. It'll fit. It'll all fit into the big, um, overarching movie conglomerate that Pat Oswald pitches in that filibuster scene of Parks and Rec. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but D Disney worlds aren't Marvel. Marvel worlds are Disney, but, but doesn't work yeah. the other way. Yeah. They're all part of the great mouse shaped universe in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like Duckburg could be in kingdom hearts. 
the Avengers Tower can be in Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> but Duckbird can't be in in the Avengers in Marvel Tower. Movie. In the Avengers Tower, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, and to to answer the the end of your question, Andrew, it's um, it's a big bustling city. Like you would go to New York or L.A. for vacation, you Got would it. do the same thing in in Duckburg, but um, with with wackier hijinks going on and less organized crime. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> not not no organized not no, crime. Not no organized crime. Yeah. Uh, the richest fictional person in fiction lives in Duckburg, so. He's always fending off stuff. All right. Well, uh, that's that sounds pretty lovely, honestly. Uh, Todd, what do you got for us? You know, Andrew, it's great that the other two have decided to bring our fan base just really bad options today because I've done the unthinkable. Did you hear he said Duckburg? You. you heard he said Duckburg, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I wrote I wrote this opener before I, I knew what they were doing. Um, and Matt hasn't even given us his yet. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, let me keep going. I'm here to present you the unthinkable, Andrew. Uh, it's a good option. So that is unthinkable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I know what I've said. Um, okay, so Andrew, when you are selecting this like next travel destination for people to look at and constantly say, you know, when things open up again, we're going there. Let me tell you all about what that's going to be. And it is a wonderful place called Greenland. Now, specifically. <laughs> Uh, it is Greenland that was introduced in Battleworld that came as a result of the 2015 Marvel Secret Wars. Now, Andrew, what do you know about Greenland, specifically the Greenland that came in Battleworld as a result of the 2015 Secret Wars? Secret I know Wars. Greenland is icy in contrast to <laughs> Iceland, which is very green. That is why I gave a framing device twice, uh-huh. just to avoid that joke, but thank you. So... I remember from our flavor text from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. If you listeners, if you go back and check out uh, our flavor, our past episode log, I think in 2019. Oh, don't 2019? ask me to look that up. I should okay. have had that ready for this. It was yeah. from the before times. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. Maybe somebody can splice in an episode number here. <laughs> it is legitimately the episode we tell our listeners to go back to and listen yeah. to the most. And we have no idea what episode number. It <laughs> well, it's because it doesn't have an episode number. It's just it's flavor just text. text. Battle world. Everyone yeah. keep keep vamping. For Secret Wars. I think it's Flavor Text Secret Wars. Well, based on our Flavor Text and Secret Wars, I know that there was a an other otherworldly place yeah, called world, I guess, called Battle World that had a was made up of a bunch of different smaller continents whatever, and uh, one of them was uh Hulkland Hulkland Hulk, Hulkland USA Hulklandia Hulklandia. my favorite NFL football team <laughs> the Hulkland Raiders <laughs> <laughs> Well um Andrew okay you might be right and so listen okay here's the deal so I've been I've been working with my contact at Greenland and I've set up this like very Westworld like situation where guests are going to pay us question mark a a monetary price i don't know what the business model looks like yet that's for you to decide guests will pay us a monetary price to be dropped into a desert-like paradise where they will find themselves quickly set on a mission alongside steve rogers of earth 16832 and he's going to be on his mission to find bucky as they've both been displaced from their original earth now that sounds rad right so in this irradiated desert wasteland. Oh, did I say irradiated desert wasteland? I mean paradise. Paradise is you where this is. You have to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you're going to strap on your gladiatorial gear and you're going to face limitless adventures. 
Now, Andrew, you or any other high-paying guest, you know, will you take on the Red King? Will you take battle in the Kilosseum? Will you fight off the monstrous bullhawks, uh, bullhulks with your partner, Dot Green? Or will you simply go in on the experience of a buddy cop adventure with Steve Rogers, who in this world is known only as the captain? You can have all this and more in Greenland. Okay. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. That sounds bull rad. Hulks. <laughs> bull, bull hulks. Now, before you look up what a bull hulk is, it's what you think it is. I, I don't know if you know what I think it is, Todd. I need you to know that you lost me. You definitely lost me, but you got me back at Kilosseum. <laughs> Kilosseum. And again, the Captain America in this universe, well, it's a different Captain America brought to this universe. He goes by the Captain, and he wields an axe, and he has a, he still Straight. has a shield. It's awesome. It's really good. Okay. So I Google image searched Bull Hulk, Bull Hulk and it brought me pictures of dogs. And yes. so then I did Bull Hulk Marvel, and that's... Introduced me to a character named Manbull. Is Manbull a bull hulk? Or is this like a squares and rectangles situation? Or a Disney Marvel situation where some bull hulks are manbulls, <laughs> but not all manbulls are bull hulks? Okay, bull hulks, according to the Marvel database, are a race of gamma irradiated cattle yeah. that reside in Greenland. Yes, that is exactly it. So, okay. not what I thought. A bull hulk was. I mean, that makes sense. Like a bull, like a a cow. It makes sense. But that's not that's not what I assumed it to be. Yeah, I was a little more on the man bull side than the bull hulk side. You know, you guys just really got to dial it in. I mean, Andrew and our listeners knew what we were talking about. (laughs) You can't just say that. You don't know. (laughs) Well, leave that leave that pregnant silence in (laughs) all this and more in Greenland. All right, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I like parts of it. The the bull hulk thing is is questionable. Don't go to that part of the, of the the land. No race cars or airplanes in Greenland, though. That is um, a good point. It's certainly not a duck blur in Greenland either. <laughs> if you don't want to deal with the bull hulks, you better stay away from Fang Mountain. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, Matt. What what have you brought? Well, Andrew, we do all love a good vacation, a chance to escape from the real world for a while, maybe avoid our responsibilities or society as a whole. I mean, who doesn't love an opportunity to let it all hang out in a new and exotic tourist trap location? Now, while roadside attractions and picturesque vistas are are a true shot of dopamine, our experiences with them are heavily, heavily influenced by the company that joins us in these moments. There is no denying it, Andrew. The real vacation was always the friends we made along the way. Where is he going with this, guys? (laughs) So, with that in mind, I implore you, Andrew, to ask not to where are we going, but to (laughs) whomst are we going. No. No, I don't like it. Esteemed members of the esteemed tourist company, I come to you today as an ambassador of Danny the Street, a living, sentient, genderqueer block of street from the DC universe. We can't wait to introduce tourists to Danny and their adorable local shops, eccentric populace, and constant drag shows. All of this is canon. It's very real, and it's canon. What? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Danny the Street. All right. I like that Matt is hiding behind, like, the insistence that this is real and exists Which means makes it's a good it, answer. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm, not, I'm not buying it. Well, I didn't say it was a good answer. I just said it was real. It makes it an answer. 
This is from Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I when we did, right. I don't even remember what fucking episode it was. But when I talked about Negative Man from Doom Patrol, all of that Wikipedia ing led me to Danny the Street. And I was like, nope, not today. You come back out of this box on another day, Danny the Street. <laughs> and today is that day. I'm here to talk to you about Danny the Street, a living, sentient, genderqueer block of street from the DC universe who uses they, them pronouns. Um, Matt. I'm yeah, super talk. into Danny the Street as a concept. Yeah, same. And then I want to say this. I'm looking at a picture there is a banner that says Danny the Street's Christmas Days, which you think would be like a nice festival. Everything's on fire. Um, <laughs> not the best holiday. Why is Danny the Street? Um, so the actual canon answer to that is that like Danny the Street was never a human. They were never transformed into a street. They just have always been a sentient street. And the name Danny was given to them. They are a sentient street who is able to place themselves anywhere around the world. Uh-huh. And sometimes become Danny the Island or Danny the World. Neat. Also Danny the Alley, Danny the Brick, and Danny the Ambulance. Danny the Ambulance can drive through time. Is Danny a Katamari? <laughs> they, are, they aren't not. They aren't right. not a Katamari. <laughs> right. So how does is this like a is this like a thesis of ship thing where like is Danny the 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 collection of everything Danny in the city is the or consciousness is, okay I believe. okay Danny is the street Matt made that pretty clear so it's weird that no, you're asking that's a lot of Danny's questions about title that. I can answer mm. you this question when Danny the street teleports the block like literally the block all yeah. the shops. All the things on Danny the street and all the people on the block teleport with Danny. Yeah. And Danny's consciousness lives within all of the things on the street. And they are fueled by the happiness of the people living on Danny the street. So Danny is what in D&D we'd call a mimic. That can pretend to be anything. I don't think so, because Danny is the thing. Right. Like, Danny is not matter. I would I would posture that a, a mimic has... There's a form of a mimic. Like, a mimic isn't always a table or a chest. Danny is always a street. Matt, is Danny here right now? Do you see <laughs> Danny with us right now? I, I need someone else to know this sentence exists. Um, from the wiki... <laughs> Eventually, Danny grew and became Danny the world. He was deconstructed by the gentrifiers. They, yeah. They, I'm, re- I'm sorry, I'm reading. They I were know, deconstructed by the gentrifiers and were left as only Danny the brick. Is two sentences from, okay. from so, the wiki. Okay, of, that, was my, that was my question. Is, is Danny the sum of the, like, the materials? Like, if you took a jackhammer to a street, would Danny the street say, ow? I think yes. Yes. But so Danny the street doesn't talk. (laughs) Would he think ow? Would they They think ow? They change banners and signposts into the words that they are communicating. Amazing. Sometimes it's just like smoke or leaves in the wind. It's a real ghostwriter situation. 
90s <laughs> television show Ghost Rider. Not, not, not Ghost my Rider. comic book character Ghost Rider, yeah. yes. This is the most insane thing it's anyone has great. brought to an episode well, of debate. And, and I, think, I think the sentient street that teleports doesn't get me. Like, I think that is not the wildest thing comics have ever done. I think it's the fact that they talk through signage. That's what gets me. <laughs> like, uh, across the street banner. It's the Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy arc, like, evolution. That's really fucking with me. Like, Danny yeah. the Street turns to Danny the World in just yeah. a few generations. Danny themselves is just, like, a sentience. Yes. And mm-hmm. that sentience is tied to their existence as a street. And you can break that street down or expand that street out and Danny's sentience fills the space. However, Danny cannot become something other than the street or the extensions thereof. All right, since this is not a Danny (laughs) the street flavor text, we have to keep going. I kind of feel like I could listen listen to this all day, but yes, let's move on. Um, I gotta say, guys, I like all three of these, and I don't I don't know why, but I'm into it. So let's let's uh, let's push on. So, as you guys know, as as the esteemed comic book travel agents in your field, you realize that travel is very much a word of mouth industry, and by that I mean it's all heavily dictated by the edited photos that get shared by influencers on Instagram, of course. San Francisco has the painted ladies' houses that everyone knows from Full House. Santorini has those stupid blue roof buildings off the coast. Rome has the Tower of Pisa where people try and make it look like they're pushing it over. You know, (laughs) every city's got a thing, right? So what big photo op is going to draw the the sweet, sweet millennial influencers to your destination? Well, Andrew, um, I'm glad you asked. The important thing with Duckburg is it is it's a big bustling city it's the largest city in the state of calisota um so there's a lot <laughs> going on there's a lot going on um i've calisota. never heard calisota before <laughs> that's like new san francisco from big hero six <laughs> um so you have a lot of um kind of typical city attractions you have duckburg stadium where you can go watch watch a football game. You can go to McDuck Tower, the tallest tower in Calisota. Um, I can't speak to exactly how tall it is, but the picture I'm seeing of it, it is tall enough to have its own weather as it has a a ring of clouds (laughs) around it. So it's quite a tall tower. Um, You can see the statue of esteemed founder of Duckburg, Cornelius Coote, um, a... (laughs) pre-colonial duck, um, I guess, who founded the city of (laughs) Duckburg. But the real draw to the city and what's going to, like, on thousands of Instagram pages is going to be McDuck Manor and specifically the money bin. So I've (laughs) hinted at before, um, Scrooge McDuck is responsible for much of Duckburg's success. Scrooge McDuck being the, the wealthiest fictional character in existence, at now a paltry uh, $56 billion is his, his net worth. Um, so he's pumped a lot of money back into Duckburg, making McDuck Manor a great tourist spot. But even more than that, and I think this will be similar to uh, the Bean 
in Chicago or the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Real draw is the money bin, which is just a a steel cube where Scrooge McDuck keeps his money. It's the vault of money. It's the iconic um, swimming pool of money that he dives into in the theme song of DuckTales. This is the the money bin. It's a very impressive structure and um, constantly trying to be robbed by by criminals so you could you could, might see some action while you're in town uh, you get your picture taken with the money bin and maybe something will happen while you're there yeah. go dive into the the pool of, or the the stack of coins and die Kyle <laughs> yeah Kyle question um, is is the experience much like what I imagine diving into a pool of solid copper pennies is that how this would feel <laughs> because I imagine it would one be bad and also be gross. Well, an important thing to know to note about Duckburg, it is a, it is a cartoon city, so cartoon ah, physics ah, apply. Oh, okay. So yeah. you'll be able to swim through ah, the gold coins in the money bin like gotcha. water. Got it. Yeah. That, that no, wait, wait. no issues there. Are you telling me the money bin isn't actually in Scrooge McDuck's manor? It's on the estate, but oh, it is not gotcha. it is not It's the on the building. property. It's not like yeah. it's not the west wing of McDuck manor. Correct. Correct. Kyle, Correct. Important question. Has Scrooge McDuck done more to contribute to infrastructure than the Democratic Party? Um, <laughs> yes. Well, the budget package just like passed, so revisit that. <laughs> but also, yes. Scrooge McDuck is very much an example of the theoretical good capitalist that everyone claims ah, to exist. Right, in right. that mm, he actually does they, do everything people say rich people would do with their money ben shapiro's wet dream if you will if you will yes yeah i would not i would i would like to say though that if being better for infrastructure than the democratic party earns you points i would posture danny the street also did great for infrastructure oh until he got gentrified and became until they got gentrified and became danny the brick yeah (laughs) Yeah, okay, so I don't have a great, a great comeback for that yet. Come back to me. I was not ready for that. You, Matt, you'll get, you'll get the entirety of Todd's answer in order to think about a rebuttal. Uh, right. Todd, uh, what's, your, what's your big influencer grab? Well, yeah, so it's uh, contrary to what I described, it's not all action adventure here in Greenland. It certainly sounds like it. Though, well, it's important to note that most visitors – much like you identified, they're going to want to have a photo taken from the floor of the Kiliseum. That's probably the thing that most people are going to want to do. It's exactly what it sounds like. Specifically, when you're there, you're going to get to pose with Devil Dinosaur, who, since you're asking, is an extra intelligent <laughs> red T-Rex, and it's one of this world's protagonists. So the Devil Dinosaur is on your team. In fact, while you're at the Kiliseum with the Devil Dinosaur... Most folks, they like doing a selfie, but they use that face swap filter while they're with the devil dinosaur. So, like, that's one of the big influencer things you do. And then, or you could do a boomerang where the devil dinosaur is pretending to eat you. Oh, that's fun. It's, 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 a big, it's a big fun thing. You put a neat little filter on there. Is this dinosaur just like a straight up dinosaur? It is a, like a, it is a giant T-Rex, a red giant T-Rex cool. that is intelligent. Um, there's a rad picture of the captain riding this giant T-Rex into gladiatorial battle. battle. So, like, you could do that if you wanted to. But if that is not your speed, the most beautiful views come from the She-Hulk shore overlooking Port Banner, 
at the expanse of the Sea of Monsters. But, like they say, don't get too close to the waters, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what what huh? happens? What if I don't know what you mean? Who says that? They. <laughs> you know? Well, Who that, is they? The people that tell you not to get too close to the Sea of Monsters. Because it's a sea of monsters. We're, we're not. We're not. We're not getting anywhere. It's, with a, this. it's a sea of <laughs> monsters. You shouldn't get too close to it. Todd, how do I spell Kilosseum? Because I can't find it. I got you online. Let me find the footnote here. Stand by. Um, also, is this uh, this picture in the Marvel Wiki of Devil Dinosaur is actually fantastic? Yeah, it's it's super super cool. Yeah, he is rad. Is this Squirrel Girl? Riding, uh, no, it was it was Moon Boy was his first introduction. He's kind of like he's kind of like derpy, like in the fun way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's kind of a weird amount of dinosaurs in the Marvel universe. The spelling of Kilosseum, kill the letter I, S E I, or sorry, kill the letter I, S E U M, Kilosseum, Kilosseum, Kilosseum. If you want to do that, I think Kilosseum is better. Okay. Uh, word origin, battle world. Use it in a sentence. Kilosseum is how you pronounce this word. I'm going to the Kilosseum. I found my best friend, a giant T-Rex at the Kilosseum. Okay. Matt. Andrew. Danny the Straight. <laughs> what do you got? So this is going to be a great location for your influencers and your Instagrammers and, and all those cool Zoomer words. Danny loves to express their gender queerness by quote unquote cross dressing their storefronts. They're lined with hyper masculine businesses decorated in delicate flowers and bright pink awnings. Yes. Huh. That's kind of fun. Now, the Zoomers will love the whimsical contradictions throughout the town. However, influencers can also overlay filters on pictures from all over the universe, as again, Danny can teleport to anywhere at will or just become Danny the island or, you know, Danny the world. So anytime you visit Danny the street, you're in for a whole magnificent adventure because we could go up to the Himalayas or we could go down to the Bahamas. We could go wherever Danny the street wants to take their happiness to. That sounds terrible. So if I plan for a vacation in the Bahamas yeah. and then we get teleported to the Himalayan peaks, like I didn't pack for that. All because Danny's feeling fun. And then I got to and then I got to my flight is booked back in the Bahamas. I got to f- now book a new flight from the Himalayas. That's that's horrible. You know what? We've already taken care of this at Greenland. The uh, the weather is always irradiated. <laughs> it's not better. Uh, and Kyle, to, to answer Reliably your Reliably irradi- irradiated. Much like my girlfriend tells me when I have anxiety about traveling, there will be a target close. You can stock up when we get there. <laughs> One, I feel that because I tell myself that every single time I leave somewhere. Two, does Danny the Street have an airport? And if so, is Danny part of the airport or not? How does that work? That is not a question of is or isn't, um, because it could be if you want it to be. <laughs> if I use Danny the Brick and put Danny the Brick into the ground at an airport, does that airport become Danny the Airport? I think that's how it works. If I yeah. take that same brick and put it on the floor of an airplane in the air, what is Danny now? 
No, it's still a break. Still, still worthy. Is it Mario Odyssey rules? I don't think it's Mario Odyssey Worlds. I think it is specifically not Mario Odyssey World or uh, Mario Odyssey rules. I did a lot of research today trying to <laughs> figure out the the rules and logic of yeah. Danny the Streets growth, <laughs> expansion, and evolution, and I could not nail it down. However, the sentence that I did find today is that Danny the Street can seamlessly insert themselves into other existing urban areas. So you could be like walking down Rodeo Drive in Hollywood and turn a corner and there be Danny the street. Mm. Hmm. And no one would be any of the wiser. And I feel like Danny they the would street, be the wiser, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> I don't know, man. Be. It's Hollywood. I, I would believe it. Yeah, so if Danny the street teleports away from Rodeo Drive... The only people that come with Danny the Street are the people on that block. Mm. So Danny the Street can go anywhere, but d- that doesn't make them the where that they went. <laughs> and I think what that means is that if you show up to Danny the Street in Kentucky and you've got to catch your flight home in Kentucky, I think Danny the Street can get you back. So, but so you're Danny still the on- Street. <laughs> so wait, Danny the Street. <laughs> They what what you're telling me is that they move and show up and disappear as mysteriously as those spirit Halloween stores is what you're telling me. They could show yes. up anywhere yeah. unannounced uh-huh. and then be gone in the dead of night. Yes. And seamlessly insert themselves into the any urban strip landscape. mall that is run down. Just like a spirit Halloween. Also spirit Halloween, notoriously gender fluid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, Also, just to like, you know, cap off this argument about why Danny the Street is objectively the best. In Teen Titans, Danny the Street decided that they wanted to become an amusement park and Danny the Street became Dannyland. And who doesn't love an amusement park (laughs) that you could go to anywhere in the universe? Batman doesn't like an amusement park. Because usually that's where the Joker is. All right. That, important question was was Danny the Street's appearance early Teen Titans, late Teen Titans, or live action Teen Titans? Late Teen Titans comic book. Ah, okay, okay. Twenty twelve. Not not the anime Teen Titans cartoon. No, no. Good. Um, it's it's been the television appearances only been on doom patrol gotcha. okay we need to stop talking titans. about danny the street <laughs> we can't stop talking all about the danny. kids are talking about it's danny the I, street it's all i can focus on we have to move on um okay as you guys know all too well the comic book lo- t- locations have a tendency to get conquered set on fire level to the ground or in matt's case literally turned from reality into another dimension it's true or in todd's case <laughs> Guests will need to feel safe while they're drinking their marked-up, all-inclusive alcohol in their heated infinity pool bars. So tell me, what does the security detail look like, and how are they going to defend against the threats of supervillainry and other cosmic horrors? Well, Andrew, great news is that, like I said, Scrooge McDuck is a very wealthy benefactor to the city. He has a very vested interest in... Duckburg remaining a safe city um, because that's where he keeps his money in gold. He keeps it physically. It's not 
numbers in a bank somewhere. He's got it all backed up by gold in the money bin. So um, he really is a libertarian's he r- wet truly, dream. truly <laughs> is. Um, so the good news is 90% of the time, any criminal activity is going to be focused on McDuck Manor or the money bin. So you should be able to navigate Duckburg relatively unfazed. And then when the money bin is targeted, if you're, if that's what happens and it while will you're be. there, and it will be, because it's full of gold, it's full of, of cold hard cash, it's cartoon antics. It's, you know, they're, they're shooting punching gloves out of, out of spring-loaded boxes and, <laughs> and using giant helicopters with, with forceps to try to pick the money bin up. They're not, they're not bombing anything or, or starting fires or attacking anyone, they're trying to carry the whole money bin away in a big cartoonish fashion um which would be wild to see it would make would make your vacation if you're you're visiting the money bin you're about to snap that picture and Mm -hmm. and a dragon lifts the money bin away in its fangs and flies off Um, so kyle are you suggesting that crime is okay as long as it's fun absolutely i I want to be very clear about this i i think we all can agree to that kyle pulls out pulls out an xy axis graph of crime and whimsy there's there's a growing trend there's a line yeah there's a reason why team rocket's everyone's favorite characters in pokemon so that's very (laughs) tracks. all right uh that works uh todd Okay, well, so first, you actually had to sign the waiver to even hear the pitch that I'm giving today. And the waiver actually releases us from all liability. So the problem's already solved, but (laughs) but there's not even a problem. But if there was a problem, the problem is solved. The legal issues aside, and like issues, who who knows? Ladies and gentlemen of of the listening community, Todd was air quoting there. (laughs) Those were air quotes. Um, Anyway, as I mentioned, in this Westworld-like scenario... The Teddy Flood slash James Marsden character of this world is that displaced Steve Rogers, a.k.a. the captain. So you're already in good gladiatorial hands just off the get-go. And then, like I said, if you find yourself in the Coliseum, you end up with a sentient T-Rex that is there to also have your back. You're already safe. And then if that's not good enough in your gamma-radiated endeavors, if you find yourself in a real Hulk-like pickle... Uh, you're likely to stumble upon a character named Doc Green, who is an exceptionally resourceful Hulk man who is seemingly only there to be on your side in the fight to dethrone the evil Red King. And Andrew, they only want to see you safe and successful and just really well taken care of. Insert wink here. What? What's a Hulk man? Why Why are everyone's names based on colors? Is, it's, is this it, a racist? It's an irradiated... It's a little racist. It's a, yeah. gamma, it's a gamma radiated land. So Doc Green is just a resourceful green... Okay, I want to really talk about Doc Green. All right. So, that's <laughs> what I'm so the captain meets this character, Doc Green, and he's there to help him. And he's like, hey... I'm trying to fight against the Red King, who is kind of like the Red Hulk of this world, because he's the leader of of Greenland. And Doc Green is like, we got to take him down. And the captain's like, absolutely, we will. And then he takes him down only to be backstabbed by Doc Green, because Doc Green is this original world's Steve Rogers, who got irradiated through gamma radiation experiments and became mad with power. What? What? Huh? So one Steve Rogers backstabbed a different steve rogers 
in this universe, and it's wild. Anyway, I just really wanted to talk about Dot Green for a second, because that's great. Also, spoiler alert for the Planet Hulk Battle World run that you're probably all going to go read. The point here is Andrew. (laughs) Greenland is incredibly safe-ish, and I want you to know, it consistently lands on Travelocity's list of Battle World's top 40 safest travel destinations. How many destinations are there in Battle World, Todd? 41. There it is. <laughs> There's a place called the Deadlands, which is where Marvel zombies exist. <laughs> it's arguably a little <laughs> arguably less, worse a little than more. arguably less safe, but <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt. Um, let's talk more about Danny the Street. Oh, Andrew, I'd love to talk about Danny the Street. So my personal favorite part of Danny the Street that I learned today is the residents of Danny the Street come to Danny because they've been outcast from society or they're considered outsiders. So everyone who lives on Danny the Street is like incredibly eccentric and most of them are drag queens or identify as queer in some different way. And everybody is just riddled with happiness and confidence because they are on this extra planar block of existence similar to 1960 San Francisco. So the security of Danny the Street is the confidence of all of Danny the Street's inhabitants to kick anybody who's not cool the fuck out of Danny the Street. And the good thing is that you don't have to, like, It's not like you have to make a big scene and get him out of the city. If you push him a tenth of a mile down the road, Danny the Street can teleport and just leave the bad guys there. And a lot of the people that live on Danny the Street are former security guards or uh, former military workers who found joy and happiness on Danny the Street and decided to live there. Mm-hmm. permanently also danny the street has the power to create life and cre- create superheroes that they imagine including one named casey brinky i that was where i jumped off the wiki a little bit i read that sentence and was like mm, too much but i just wanted to make sure that was out there are we sure danny the street isn't just provincetown <laughs> i think i've been to danny the street and it was called provincetown Really, every city has a Danny the Street. Danny the Street is in all of us. He really is the friend made along the way. Um, okay, logis- logistic question, because there, there could not be too many. Hit me. Now, is Danny the Street subject to all of the local laws <laughs> of whatever region that Danny the Street is located in? Or, because I'm kind of sensing this is more of like an anarchist commune kind of situation. Like, the people are their own, like, it's like a neighborhood watch kind of thing. Yeah, uh uh-huh. I would think that Dan... Okay, I'll say it. Danny the Street is a sovereign nation. And so (laughs) I think that Danny the Street operates within their own rule of law. Okay. That actually makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) Barely does this even maybe make sense. All right, well, with that... We're gonna let's let's kick off our super secret bonus question. So, we've talked a lot about how to get in the millennials, the Instagram influencers, all the people that are really gonna be kind of sharing this word of mouth. But we gotta have longevity, right? So after. 
this season's over. We're going to have next year. We're going to have next year's summer vacation, which means we got to get the families. We have to have a plan to get in the families. And everybody knows the best way to do that is to bring in a hokey amusement park. So I want each of you to tell me what that signature ride is on your amusement park that is obviously going to be connected to, the, to your, your property that your location is representing. And we will do that right after a quick break. We've also got a Ding Dang Patreon where you can get yourself some Ding Dang perks like access to our Ding Dang Discord, regular Ding Dang bonus content, weekly Ding Dang live recordings of our second show, The Ploose is Loose, and even the opportunity to commission your own Ding Dang flavor text. You can join up for as low as two Ding Dang dollars, so make sure to tell all your Ding Dang friends. We're back. Okay, for the secret super secret bonus question, I want each of you to tell me what is that signature amusement park ride that's tied in with your overall property that your location is representing. So give me the the hot ride at your Cedar Point. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> so, Andrew, um, what what we have decided, what we're going to install for next travel season is the money bin mine cart. So when you go visit the money bin, dive into the big vat of money, uh, swim around using cartoon and through coins using cartoon physics, you will then um, have the option of riding the mine cart pitched as riding through Scrooge McDuck's vast mines where he mined all this gold or whatever. It's um, taken straight from the th- the DuckTales, the original DuckTales theme song where they ride through <laughs> ride around on a mine cart. It's a roller coaster um, that's mine cart themed and you go to the money bin, you ride the mine cart, you get your pictures and the family's all happy. And then you buy your, your Scrooge McDuck themed overpriced sugary beverage, buy your Scrooge McDuck themed balloons and head home. Love that. A, a perfectly Disney ride. <laughs> At 100%. The backup answer was, was just go to Epcot. Just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we don't need to recreate it we already have it uh todd what, what about you so one of the lesser explored areas of greenland is an area called the mud kingdom so we are <laughs> going to open up i wonder why it's lesser <laughs> explored <laughs> well it's just waiting to be developed and and so we are going to open up a creator space of sorts where families will be able to explore the extent of their family and their children's collective imaginations by using primitive tools and materials to build and construct structures out of mud, rock, clay, and really whatever else they can find to take home as a souvenir of the memories that they've created there in Greenland. Um, Now, Andrew, we will be calling this family-centric experience the Incredible Sculpt. (laughs) One, One more time. (laughs) <laughs> we will call this family-centric experience the Incredible Sculpt. That's what Got I it. thought you said. Okay. Got it clean right. in two. <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned earlier that Danny the Street once became so powerful that they became their own otherworldly amusement park called Danny Land. But I didn't want to take the easy way out and use any of the already existing Danny Land rides. Sometimes the centerpiece ride of an amusement park isn't the biggest roller coaster or the most thrilling thrill ride. It is an experience. Something like, say, Spaceship Earth at Epcot or Hmm. Small World in a Magic Kingdom. See, what we are creating is an experiential tour through Danny the Street. And just like Spaceship Earth, we're going to name it Dan Ship Dan. 
Dan Ship Dan <laughs> is going to be an exploration through Danny the Street. Because Danny is both space and earth. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Led by my favorite character name that I've ever found from a TV show. The actual character who used to be a security guy and then moved into Danny the Street and became a drag queen named Mora Lee Corrupt. Morally corrupt. Who's <laughs> going up. to be the narrator Shut of Dan Ship Dan? That's so good. Wow, that is really good. Okay, morally corrupt. Well, all um, I think we all know who the winner is, but why don't each of you go around and give me your closing statement? Yeah, I'll tell you why I won today, Andrew. <laughs> mm-hmm. No problem. Um, Duckburg is it's fun for the whole family. Um, we you've got the money bin, you've got uh, all kinds of normal city attractions. Um, and now the minecart ride. Ne- just next year, we'll have a minecart ride, so you can your kids will have something fun to do um, at the money bin while you just think about how how broke and depressed you are. <laughs> um, you can then ride the money bin, and and maybe it'll go fast enough and and put your body through enough g forces that you'll forget that for a minute, and um, and then you'll be thirsty and buy your overpriced sugary drink. <laughs> Duckburg. <laughs> Duckburg. <laughs> Yeah, uh, much like Kyle, I'll also tell you why it is that I won. Please. Action, adventure, betrayal, uh, intrigue, a giant T-Rex that wants to be friends. <laughs> Everything that Greenland has is what is what every family wants. I think that's actual Greenland's actual tourism. <laughs> you can't steal that from <laughs> you can't steal that from actual Greenland. Uh, Matt. Andrew Picture for me, if you will, an astronaut out in space looking at the Earth saying, it's all Danny. And then a whole ass street behind that astronaut saying, yep, always has been. It's Danny the street, baby. Uh, Good vibes. Um, So, Matt, thank you for introducing all of us to Danny the street. Um, The most insane concept that has been brought forth in a debate this episode so far in four years uh i think danny the street is the the most buck wild thing i've ever heard on this podcast so thank you for that and todd how many irradiated wastelands are you gonna make us go to because you seem to have no no shortage of them and and i love that brand for you so thank you well, if you would have asked in 2015, I would have given you a number. And since then, Fallout has given us at least one more and Marvel's <laughs> given us at least one more. So the Lindsay Lohan meme, the limit does not exist. <laughs> um, Kyle, your answer filled me full of nostalgia and uh, truly did remind me how whimsical Duckburg is. That, <laughs> that the biggest things to be concerned about are helicopters with giant claws. You just got to watch out for those. (laughs) And it's in (laughs) Calisota. Yeah. And Matt, you had me um, from the get-go with Danny the Street. They seem excellent. Uh, Also, the quote from the wiki that uh, the intention partially of Danny the Street in Doom Patrol was to, quote, deconstruct notions of heroic masculinity is my shit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for that. Yeah, Kyle. Man, life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, does that theme song slap, slaps nuts. Um, I like that. So thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for bringing Duckburg to this party. I am so glad that we've kept the energy that 
somebody can always break the Marvel and DC chains, you know? Um, it's we can really get out good, of the big two, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a really good angle to take these episodes from. And as far as good vibes for Todd, hey, listeners, if you get us about 10 more Patreons, we can send Todd on a Mad Max LARPing adventure and hopefully get him over his hard on for uh, desert irradiated wastelands. But that was a good answer, man. Battle world. Hopefully it's going to be relevant eventually. Oh man. I don't know, man. We are, we are just like putting all of our chips in way early on the, on the battle world game. Oh, we're going to, we're going to feel so good if yeah. it pays off though. Yeah. Like new, new rock stars are going to be coming to us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, there can only be one winner. Now, I will say of there were two answers today that were full of whimsy, that were a, a just a, a wonderful utopian paradise. And then there's Battle World. <laughs> <laughs> that was also Specifically, whimsic, a whimsical <laughs> utopian paradise. Whimsical and utopian in a different way. Um, I guess if you are a, if you are a Hulk, you might enjoy being on Planet you Hulk. You'd probably enjoy. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't imagine being a normal ass person on play on uh, in Greenland, Probably the fake bad. Greenland, or the uh, real so, Greenland, <laughs> or the real Greenland for that matter. I mean, who's to say? So, unfortunately, we're not going to be moving forward with uh, Greenland. Uh, so that leaves us with Duckburg and uh, Danny the Street. I keep wanting to say Trevor the Street. I don't know why. <laughs> don't know where that came from. I don't either. It's Danny the Street. Um, and and I gotta say. The, the slim margin, these two answers were so good. <laughs> like, I got to say, guys, like, I'm blown away. And, and I think the only thing that's going to get, that's going to cinch it for Danny the Street, Danny the Street, is one of these two places doesn't have an eccentric billionaire who's making all of the rules. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, that's true. Now, now, I will argue and say Scrooge McDuck is definitely the best version of that, but... Scrooge McDuck is still a billionaire that has a safe full of, co- of gold coins that he's hoarding over. He's lording over the rest of the community. So he's not that much of a hero. And then we're going to, so that, that means we're going to give it to Danny the Street. Congrats, Woo! Matt, and congrats, Danny the Street. Hell yeah. Danny the Street, maybe my new favorite comic book character. It's really good. Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening in to debate this. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. Now, if you're a fan of the show and either just joined us or have been listening for a long time, first off, thank you. Um, second of all, if you like what you hear, please tell a friend about our show. This is how podcasts get around. It's word of mouth. So please, uh, if you've got any friends who you know are into the comic stuff or into the video game stuff, tell them, tell them about our show. Send them a link to where we talk about Danny the Street or Trevor the Street. <laughs> Your call. <laughs> Um, and, hey, and if you want more Debate This content, consider checking out our premium feed, which you can find at patreon.com slash debatethiscast. For $5 a month, you will join the elite ranks of hashtag Nation, and you'll have immediate access into, to all episodes of our Real Play D&D podcasts, The Office Drones, as well as our Patreon-exclusive Discord server. Until next time, I'm Andrew Henderson. I'm Kyle. Danny the Street would also make an amazing rap name, Harper. I'm Todd. When Danny the Street has a message for the Hulk, they write it on their Bruce Banner, Thomas. And I'm Matt. Freak in the sheets, Danny in the streets, Cole. <laughs> I was ready for that one. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.
Are we a Danny the Street podcast now? I need to know. <laughs> we are. We super are. Uh, fair. Fair. <laughs>